Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Tundra Cast. And today we're just gonna look over a couple of the standings as we are in the middle of a playoff. It's not even a race. This is like a death match right now. So Yeah. Um this is episode fifty eight and not gonna hold on for too long here. Let's get right into it. So where are we gonna start, boys? Uh probably the Metro. I think I think that's a great place to start. Um I mean it's basically I mean the East has basically been set in stone for like the entire season now. But, you know, there's still some movement that can be made. Um, the Rangers are four points. As you can see, the Rangers are four points back on the Canes. The Canes have been struggling in the last 10. They're four, three, and three. Um, Pittsburgh has a slim odds of getting first. I don't see that happening. Um, but, you know, one team that's kind of interesting to me is Washington. Um, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. But, you know, I just, I've just been so unimpressed with them this entire season. And, you know, goaltending is certainly an issue for them. Um, you know, I don't know if Vanacek or Sam Sonov is going to be, I don't know which one of them is going to be the starter for game one, but you know, the one team I'm looking at in the Metro right now is Washington. I'm concerned about them. I think that's a team that could, you know, kind of get swept in the playoffs if things don't go their way. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's the one team I'm not sold on. Yeah. But like the, the they are in the playoffs. We knew that. Yeah. Um, like the Islanders, <laughs> they're bad. Like, I don't okay, yeah. They're not, they had a rust. I mean, they, they've they, turned they, it around. Like to be fair to them, they've turned it around. Yes, um, a little bit. It could be a lot worse for them right now. It could be, but it doesn't look like they're um, going to be making the playoffs this year. Oh no, definitely not. I mean, nope. They've got they've got to go like basically undefeated the rest of the season, and then hope that the Capitals just start floundering and stop stop winning games. Um. So I mean, it's it, it, it's tough for the Islanders because they got an old team. They're, you know, they 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 need to win games now, right? Because like with most of their core being so old, they gotta they got they they ha- like every year counts, right? Um, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, you know that they, they're just doing everything they can not to have a bottom feeder pick. Because I don't remember if, if the Islanders even have their first round pick this year. Ooh, uh, I don't know if they trade that away. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've uh, traded so I'll, many picks in the I'll past couple right years. Yeah, yeah, I think the honors are definitely turning it around, but I think they just left it a, a little bit too late. And I think it's uh, pretty. It's a long shot for them to make the playoffs at this point. So I think what we're seeing is definitely yeah. going to be your playoff picture, I think, at this point. Um, um, I think it's pointed you. as well. Pittsburgh and Washington just aren't very good at home, are they? <laughs> That's a good point. Which is pretty weird. Yeah. These records right That's here. interesting for the yeah, playoffs. Slightly as above well. 500 uh, for Washington. Like, so, like, yeah, if you're looking yeah. at upsets, maybe you look at Washington just because they're so good away and they're not even going to have home ice advantage. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But well, right now they're, what, slated to play <clears throat> Florida? Florida. Which is like that. I thought they would have played the Canes. My bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it could still I happen. Just... That's true. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I just think of all the teams, because we basically got the eight and the the eight and the east. I just think Washington's by far the worst team. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, in, for sure. in the playoff yeah. picture right now. Like the goaltending is particularly just, close. And honestly, no, okay. So I yeah. uh predicted that the like when we did our prediction videos uh, like a year a long time ago, um I said that Washington wouldn't be that great. They ended up being a bit better than I thought they'd be, and I was wrong about where they'd be bad, I thought that their forward core would be dropping off because I don't know they were getting old. Uh, but it's not that. Uh, it's uh, it's their goaltending, and that's not something I really expected. 
because I thought they had pretty uh, two pretty yeah, good I mean, goalies. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like you know, goal scoring wise, like they're right up there, right, with the Tampa Bay's of the world, um, you know, the and the uh, and the the Carolina Hurricanes of the world, so because these are some of like the 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 more offensive minded teams in the East, and it's not like their defense has been like that terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously losing uh, Brendan Dillon um, to to Winnipeg because of cap issues kind of hurts, but I feel like Washington has been ter- has been terrible defensively. It's just their goalies. I mean, they're like I wouldn't say they're the worst goalie tandem, like one of the like because obviously like they're good enough to be in the playoff picture. But man, like, <laughs> like I think like Washington's goalie issues are like a little bit like brushed over compared to other situations, like for example Toronto, just because you know Toronto is a bigger market. But but that that crease is nah, it's not looking great right now. Yeah. And this might just be the last year for the Capitals. They may not be able to turn it around for a while. What do we think the Rangers are going to do in the playoffs? Because I'm looking I, at my pens and I'm like, we haven't played no. well against them the last I, few games. I am not sold on the Rangers whatsoever. I hate. Neither them. am I. But like the like I said, like my Penguins haven't won against them really. Like it's it's a bit worrying, but I'm not really sold on them either. But I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just not sold on the metropolitan division as a division in general. Mm-hmm. I think I think Carolina is probably the best built team in that division, but I don't think they're better. Like like on paper, like they're actually better than any of the four teams in the Atlantic. Like I like obviously like they, they have an argument, but I like think- I wouldn't be mad if you said Tampa was better. Better than Carolina, Boston was better than Carolina, Toronto was better than Carolina. I think you can make like, an argument that obviously Carolina, Carolina could be better. I think you can make an argument that yeah. Carolina is better than Boston. Okay, I think that's fair. Oh yeah, yeah. I you th- could make that argument, but you could also you could also make the argument that Boston is better because of their defense, right? Yeah, Boston's defense is one is one of the best, right? Like that's what I'm saying, right? Like you can make the argument, right? But then if you go, is New York better than Toronto? No, they're not. Is New York better than Boston? No, they're not. Is New York better than Tampa? No, they're not. And same with Pittsburgh, right? Like, part of that maybe just because the Atlantic is so stacked, but I'm just not, I'm just not buying stock in the Metro this year. Yeah, and the thing about Carolina is Freddie's been absolutely amazing. Um, he's starting to make his own case for Vesna with, with how Shesterkin hasn't been all that great lately. So, and that's another thing: if Shesterkin isn't at the top of his form, the Rangers well, aren't if, going anywhere. If Shesterkin was just like a point nine twenty save percentage goalie, the Rangers are in a wild card spot. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which and, is why, uh, like, I mean, it's a debate for another time. But like, I mean, that's why you should give consideration for the heart for Shishkin. It's between him or Matthews, obviously. Yes. Um, you can make good arguments for both, and I'll leave it there because I don't want this to turn to, to uh, turn into a huge debate. Yeah. But you know, like Igor's the MVP yeah. of that team. Um, like they can't play five v five. They can't. They really can't do anything besides scoring the puck. You know, they're basically they they're basically last year's Oilers. Like essentially, they they can't play five v five. They can only score on the power play, and they've had they have a hot goalie. And Mike Smith was hot last year. This year, he's just absolute dog shit. But um, <laughs> but like that that's what the Rangers are. Like I just don't see them going far into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I I I gotta agree with you. And I like Pittsburgh. Okay, obviously Pittsburgh, they are uh they've been playoff built, and even when we didn't think they were playoff built, they somehow pulled it out of nowhere, and they managed yeah. to. Do anything so I'm not gonna count Pittsburgh out ever, but I don't know. It just doesn't look the same as it used to. The, the just, form is just just not quite there. Like I don't know. Like 
they've got players on that blue line. Like, Nick can talk about this more probably, but, like, the pieces on their blue line is just, like, some guys are overperforming in my head because of Sullivan, and some yeah. guys that they're expecting, that they expected to be really good last year, like, at the start of the season, just, just haven't been that good. I mean, like, you know, like, they've obviously they've dealt with some injuries, but, like, you know, like, Friedman's one of their best, better defensemen just in terms of where he plays and his performance. You know, Mike Math- Matheson is is one of their better defenders this year. It's just like, yeah, he's been unreal it's crazy, this year. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good so year like, as well. That's true. But the thing, the thing with Latang is that he's just, like, I say this all the time, but, like, Latang is my biggest, like, love-hate relationship. Like, I have the biggest love-hate relationship with Latang because he'll make – a beauty play in the offensive end, and then he'll just do something stupid shit at bone play in the other end. It's just like, like I, I don't know, like I just look for Tang. I just there's so much of a wild card there. But like our, our defense has been playing like super well, and I think Sullivan really has a a key part in that. Yep. Like, yeah. I think with with guys like Marino, I think I was a little disappointed with him because he broke out and looked like he was going to be a good defenseman, and he kind of took a step back a little bit the last couple of years. So. I was hoping we'd pick up a defenseman in the deadline just to kind of solidify that. I didn't expect it to be Nate Boyu, but I expected there to be someone that actually plays games. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, I like our forward core though. I think Raquel's slotted in really nicely with Malk in there on that second line. I agree. Uh, I expect that to continue there. So I really love that pick. I mean, so you far. you've needed that, right? Like we definitely like, did. All the Pens fans have been talking about. They're like, Captain can't finish. Captain yeah, can't well, finish. Captain, like Captain's I, been healthy, scratched a few times now, and Rust has been playing really, really well. So I think you have a guy kind of like like Rust, kind of like in the second line there is, is, is kind of what we needed, especially Zucker, right? Zucker's hurt again, and he just hasn't yeah, been at all. So. bad anyway. It doesn't even matter. He has been. Honest. He has been, which is exactly why we needed a guy like Raquel. He's played really well. So. Like, I, I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be that guy who says I told you so, but like when y'all trade for Kapanen, I did say, I was like, if you're expecting him to be like a second line goal scorer with Malkin, that's not what you're going to get. That's never been what he is. He's yeah, a Cap- speedy guy who plays best Cap- on the third line. Captain can't play with star players. I think that's that's pretty been that's been evident throughout his career, especially in Toronto, where when he's been given the opportunity to play with Tavares or Matthews, you just can't seem to get it done. And so, it's weird because he seems to have all of the same. Uh, he seems to have you know, the same tools that you need to play on the top line. He's quick. he reminds me. He kind of reminds me of happening to say you that way because he didn't really gel with Larkin when True. he came when he came with Edmonton, Edmonton for like nine yeah. games or so. He didn't really gel with Connor. Like it's it's weird. Um, you know, you kind of need to play him with, you know, on his own line because he he's the guy that really drives the play most of the time. So, you know, it's a it's a really weird player, and yeah, just that hasn't worked he out. Needs for the to, he needs to be on your energy line, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine like yeah. if the Leafs had Captain if you had Camp Mikheyev Captain? Yeah. Right. Like Great line. that angle role. Right, right, like that's like the kind of that's the kind of line he needs to be on—a fast line, a hard forechecking line, and a line that generates opportunities based off the pressure that they can generate off their speed. Right, um, yeah. And he's not ever really gonna—he never really got that with with Malkin, because like no <laughs> offense, Nick, I love Malkin. Malkin's a great player, but he's yeah. not exactly burning up and down the ice. You know, like no, he's, no, he's, he's not, not the same as he was. Player. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, okay. I don't, I don't really know what else to say other than um, Actually, I, as a Toronto fan, it's gonna sound really, really weird, but I want you to play, play Boston. Boston. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I think mean, you want that revenge. They they beat you three straight. Yeah, times. exactly. And it's not even it's not even that I think Boston's the worst. Well, I okay, they I do think they are, but I don't think that's not the yeah. reason. I just want to beat them. 
Yeah. Reminds I me of Vancouver that. and Chicago from the early 2010s. And Vancouver eventually beat them. Yeah. Washington, they eventually Pitts- able to get Washington them, so. and Pittsburgh, too, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So many battles between those two teams. Yeah, so I just want that Good to luck, happen. Look, man, I, I, don't, I don't care who we play as long as we win. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, like I don't care if we drop to the wild card and we have to play Carolina, or somehow, God forbid, Washington has a better record than us by the end of the season. We have to play Florida. I don't care if we play Florida. We play Florida as long as we beat them. Like at some point, the excuses have just got to stop. You know, and here's the thing: like every year, it's like here's the thing. Any of these teams have the capability. Okay, other than Washington, any of these teams have the capability to be uh, any of these other teams here in in the Atlantic, at least. Like Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Boston, uh, they're all good. And I wouldn't be surprised. All four of those teams could be the representative for the East and Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, any four of those teams. And it would. There's a very good chance they'd win too, because they're all really good teams. You know, Florida kind of very soundly built teams. Yeah. Florida really concerns me, especially in that, because I don't like Bobrovsky's been slipping for a while, and he hasn't he has had the greatest playoff track record. You know, like if Florida, like that's just the one thing that concerns me of Florida. Um, the goaltending yeah. is really suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now they're going to play Tampa Bay. If this holds, like I don't know, I, I take Tampa Bay in that matchup. I really would, because Vasilevsky playoff Vasilevsky is just unreal. Tampa Bay has that championship DNA, like. No, I I'm not I'm not as high as I am on Florida as I was like a couple months ago. Florida is yeah. A weird I just situation. think I just think I just think it's the matchup. If if Florida get, if Florida gets Boston, I think I think I think Florida can win that because I think their 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 four lines that they can rotate offensively yeah. are just so potent. And Boston plays well defensively as a unit. And Swayman's been incredible this year. I think he's super underrated. Mm-hmm. He should be talked mm-hmm. about when we talk about some of the best goalies in the league. But, like, Boston's like a two-line team, bro, offensively. Yeah. Boston's really a two-line team. And, you know, Florida's got depth scoring, they've, and they've got the physicality to, to keep up with the Boston, which is really, like, the issues that the Leafs have had, right? Like, Boston just – when it comes to playoff time – Penalty calls go way down, and what kind of teams benefit? Teams like Boston, right? But Florida's got those physical guys as well, so like they can keep up with the physicality of Boston over a seven-game series if they have to, and they can score goals on any four lines, right? So like yeah. I agree, like if it was Boston in the wild card right now, I'd be much higher on Florida. But right now, because it's Tampa, Vasi's a guy like it doesn't matter how good your four forward lines are. That guy is special, man. That 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 yeah. that goalie like. He's a guy who can steal three games for you in the playoff series. Three. Yeah, I'm not sure. like we're talking about like oh you need a goalie in the playoffs that can steal a game for you. No, Andre Vasilevsky can literally steal you two three games. He can steal you a series. Yeah. So and not to mention Tampa's got a great great team in front of them. Like we're talking about how great Florida's for, for first four lines are. Tampa's got three crazy lines too. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's true. What was it? Hagel, Colton, and Paul. Like, oh, that came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it to be this good. That's such a that's a great line. That's a great line. That, that that's the that's that's the exact same third line basically in terms of the way that they play that Tampa had their first cup here with when they had Goodrow, uh, Gord, Gord, and Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. like that's the it's the same line, and they got Hagel at one and a half for two more years after this. It's a solid deal. It's it's like they overpaid for Hagel. Let's not get it twisted. They did. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they did. But it's. Rad- like, I mean, speaking about that deal, Radish has been unreal for Chicago so far. He's been yes. really good. I think, yeah. I think yeah. he's been Ma- Matthew Joseph had hat trick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's been good too. Yeah. For both teams. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Tampa, they get a really good player like I have for a while, and he's obviously helping right now too. And uh, they did overpay, I think, but like still, I think uh, yeah. they're they're lying right now. So, uh, the, here's the thing. Uh, the fourth line, it's not obviously a huge, huge deal, but it does play a role to an extent. Um, especially if there's injuries, you need to have that circulation. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of what the Leafs have been trying to find now is, you know, putting in a bunch of cra- uh, players are coming out of nowhere. Like, Abu Zazie's like, he's, he's a university kid and he's playing right now. Um, it, I, I think, I don't know, has Boston been trying this too? They've been bringing in players. I don't know about that. They got McLaughlin who scored his first McLaughlin? game. But that's, that's why, that's nice. why I know. That's, yeah, that's about all I can think of too, right? Uh, Florida, I don't know either. Uh, but I know Tampa is always switching players out. I don't know how they uh, get all these random guys, but they do. Um, so, like, I th- it, injuries are going to happen. It's hockey, right? So I think that's going to play a role. And right yeah. now, the Leafs are kind of feeling it because Cash is out. Um, Nylander's out, but that's probably not for long. So they're trying things out. Um, Tampa's always going to be trying things out. I do think Boston and Florida, especially with how Boston has don't, doesn't have a strong bottom six, uh, they should be trying that out too, but we'll see. Yeah, that's why I was surprised they got Lindholm because they don't really have a true number two center. Because like I, I'm not the, I'm not a big Charlie Coyle fan. I yeah. think he's a he, I think he's a good three C. I don't think he's great, but I think he's a fine three C. You know, I don't think that's the guy you want as your second line center, especially you know like Florida can go with Bark uh, Barkov Giroux, Tampa Point, Stamkos, Toronto, Austin Matthews, John Tavares. Like you know like. It really isn't the same. Like Bergeron's yeah. great. I like. I love Patrice Bergeron. I like Charlie Coyle too. See, so he's just not not it. Yeah, I I agree. And like, and part of the reason why I'm not so high on Boston is you look at Boston's team right now. They're healthy. You know, yeah. They don't have Zabora yeah. right now, but they're healthy. Like this is their team. This is their team right now. That's that's hanging on to third in the Atlantic by the skin of their teeth. Right. You look at Florida. They don't have Ekblad right now. You look at Tampa Bay. They don't have Ryan McDonough right now. You look at Toronto, they don't have Kasha, they don't have Muzzin, they don't have Nylander right now, right? Like, the other three teams in that Atlantic division are winning games, and they're not healthy right now. They're not healthy, and and Boston is. So if I'm Boston, like, I'm a little bit – like, how good is that team defense going to be in the playoffs, right? Like, the yeah. ceiling of these other three teams in the Atlantic, I think, I think are just higher. I think they're just better. Yes. I agree. All right. That's, that's about it for the East. And I think that was a really good conversation because we know that the eight teams are uh, here. Uh, these are the ones we're looking at, and and they uh, and a lot of them are pretty. Uh, a lot of them are pretty close, so it's it, it's a good conversation to have. It'll go right down to the wall. It's like two, three, four in the Atlantic is going to be changing almost every day. It's going to be a fun race to watch. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah, even, uh, I think uh, I don't know. I can't even say Florida's locked in because I have, uh, but they kind of are. That's about. That's all. They're locked. They're essentially. I locked. mean, I mean, unless unless Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight take a tumble like Jack Campbell did in the last like stretch of this season, and they just forget how to play goalie, yeah. I think Florida's got the first seed locked down. Like, I mean, like they're too good of a team to go on like a four or five game losing streak, and that's that's what's gonna take for either Toronto, Boston, or Tampa to catch them. Yep. Right. Um, All right. And then yeah. they and they gotta win those games too, right? It, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. 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 You know, like Toronto's got to win five games in a row, and then Florida's got to lose like four in a row. Yeah, you know, it's 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 unlikely. It, all right, all. all these guys, um, bums. Uh... Like we don't want to talk about them, but I just want to talk about one team there. Okay, just one okay, team in that, in that. Oh God, every every, sing, every single season, I bet on this team, and this team always makes me look stupid. 
I hate Philadelphia. Yeah, I hate them too. <laughs> Every year, bro. Philadelphia. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. But, like, I hate Philadelphia. I every think year I, I bet on them. And every I think year I feel they like they're in the division coming in, so, yeah. That's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Welcome dude. to the shit show of the West. It is. It's oh, much more that. spread out here than it is in the East. You uh, should probably try to get Dallas in this picture, too, because they're right I in it. Try. Winnipeg sucks, so screw them, but. Yeah, yeah. there we go. I hope Winnipeg. I hope Winnipeg doesn't make the playoffs. I hate Winnipeg. They I hate Winnipeg balls. so much. <laughs> I hate Winnipeg. All right, Winnipeg so, is just a. I hate all their players, <laughs> even their so, NHL players apparently. All right, so do you want to go by points percentage because uh, Dallas would technically be in over Vegas. Like, uh, do you want to go by points percentage or do you want to go by actual points? Oh, you're right. What the uh, hell? A little point percentage because okay, I because I don't like Vegas either. All right, so as a take, I don't like Vegas be, either. So. It'd be Colorado, Dallas. Calgary, Nashville, L.A., Edmonton, Minnesota, St. Louis. And there's a lot of good matchups in there. Um, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of teams here that has flaws. I mean, um, St. Louis has a bit of goaltending issues. I mean, if they start Hussle, they'll be fine. They have a bit of defensive issues. L.A. is a very inexperienced team. Edmonton, they... Goaltending. We know Edmonton's issues. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows Edmonton's issues. Nashville, they've been they've been slowing down a bit over the last few months. Um, Vegas basically has no issues once they get into the playoffs because they're going to be fully healthy. And Dallas's <laughs> yeah, issues just creating no offense whatsoever. And I mean, you know, like the West, like any like one of the one of the like one of the what. Okay, out of these five teams, I can't talk. I, I really can't talk. Um, between LA, Edmonton, Nashville, Vegas, Dallas, one of them is going to miss the playoffs, and any one of these teams can still miss the playoffs. Still 12 games left. Anything could happen. Like, you know, Vegas has won five in a row. Um, you know, if Nashville loses their next two, Dallas wins one, they're out of a playoff spot. Hell, if Edmonton loses, you know, their next two games, Vegas wins theirs, Edmonton drops out of a out of a spot. It's so close. Right now, LA's, LA is playing. They're currently down one nothing. You know, they could be out of a playoff spot by this weekend. Who knows? It's like, it's it's a fun race to watch. Um, you know, and you know, for me, there's only two to three actual good teams here that could make the finals. I think you guys could agree. It's Colorado, Minnesota, and Calgary. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like those are the those are the only three teams that I look at. I, honestly, I wouldn't even put Calgary in that. Category. I agree. You know, I, like, I, I was gonna honest. I was try, I was gonna exclude Calgary. I, I but I, you know my bias because you know my bias against them. But like, yeah. you know, the thing with Calgary is that all season they they really haven't been they've they've been completely healthy. Their biggest injury, um, before Sean Monahan. But I mean, Sean Monahan's garbage. So who cares? But, <laughs> It was like Brett Richard missing thirty games. Like they missed like in total forty man games lost. That's that's nothing. They've been completely healthy yeah. all year. Um, you know, but like they they started to fall down too. You can see last ten games four four and two. Um, you know, they started to struggle a bit. And you know, this is a team that in the past kind of like Edmonton, kind of like Toronto, kind of like basically every Canadian team. Um, they can't get it done in the playoffs. They always fumble first or second round, and like. You know, like especially in this case, if Vegas could like keep, you know, keep the stretch going where they're playing great hockey and they can somehow get first wild card spot, I I'd hate that matchup for Calgary because, you know, Stone's gonna be back, yeah. Pacioretty's gonna be back, like yeah. all those guys are gonna be back, and you know, Vegas does make the playoffs. You know, I mean, you can probably 
put them as a favorite to win the cup. You know, I like um, I like Calgary's core team. I just worry about their goaltending a little bit because Markstrom has been super good, but he's also kind of it, been consistent at the same time. He's, he's been overplayed too. Markstrom's a guy that he gets hurt. True, yeah, he gets hurt That's, a lot. And like same I don't thing know, happened what... to, same thing happened to Talbot, didn't it? When he was with the Oilers, they overplay. Yeah, like they played him 73, 73 games to play off here. Next year, he played sixty eight. His numbers tanked down because he played a lot. Yeah, and like I don't know why they're not playing Lazar's. Like it's not like Lazar's a trash goalie. He's pretty good. Like he's not. He's not a bad. Ta- he's not a bad backup goalie. Like I mean, yeah, this... Lazar's pretty good. Yeah, Lazar's a really good goalie, right? And you know, like Calgary needs to get over that hump and. You know, Johnny Gurjo's having a, a heart trophy caliber season. Matthew Kachuk's playing exceptionally well. Elias Lindholm is showing people why you know, he's a true number one center. But if this court can't get it done this year, like, you know, something's got to give. Like, Gurjo, like, Calgary doesn't have a lot of cap space this upcoming summer, and they got to re sign Mangiapani, Shillington, Kachuk, and Goudreau. And one of those guys. Has to go, and I I think that's going to be. It's good probably good draw. It's probably good draw. And he's been having a hell of a season. He's going to get eleven. He's going to get oh, ten yeah. million. He's going to get at least ten million. And Kachuk's qualifying oh, offer man. is also ten million. So like, Calgary's going to be in deep cap issues this upcoming summer. This is the year to get it done. And like, I don't, I just don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on them. Like like like, if I had to break down the West, I would say Colorado. Are heavy favorites, but they yeah. remind me of Washington back in like me the twenty sixteen. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the Western Conference, Washington Capitals. They're a new Washington. Yeah, yeah. That's they exactly just, what they, I said. They're yeah. such a good team. They're such a good team. You think they're gonna go far, and then they're second round exit. Yeah, second round exit. I right? beat them exactly, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, Minnesota reminds me of Boston, kind of in that similar time with the way they play. They have a couple of guys that can score a bunch of goals. You know, but they, they play good defensively. They're really physical. You know, they're not afraid to dust it up. They got some big bodies. They really doubled down on the toughness because they went and they got um, Middleton and uh, Delorier at the deadline, yeah. right? As a physical team, I think that's a team that's going to be hard to play. I think that's a team that is a little bit over-reliant on scoring from their top six. But, you know, they've got a good built team. St. Louis is that team that I don't know how I feel about St. Louis. Like, they're just there. You know, like they're, they're just playing well, a weird they're team. There, I agree, but they're just weird. Yeah, they're just there. Like, like I don't know what to think of them. Like, uh, their goalie could use a bit of, yeah, you know, improvement. Their defense could use a little bit of improvement. You know, their forwards. They don't really have a superstar up front, but they have a bunch of like really good players. Like, um, like St. Louis is a weird team. Like, they just they're playing well, right? And then Calgary is like the Leafs. To yeah, me. you know, like they're a team that plays well, but like. And, like, they got a lot of superstar names. You know, they got a good goalie who's inconsistent, has health issues. They got a defense that is playing well. But, like, as a team, they just shell up and they shrink in the playoffs. And you don't know if, despite how they're playing this year, if you can trust them to make a run in the playoffs, which is what makes you wary of labeling them as a contender. Just like how I'm wary of labeling the Leafs as a true contender, even though they've been playing exceptional this season. Um, Los Angeles is that in any other division. <laughs> like if they were in the Metro, yeah. they would make the second round. Like they're just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, LA is just a young, exciting team. You know, yep. you know. Um, I think they're playing with with house money right now. If they yeah. make the playoffs as a not a wild card team, this season's been a success, right? Yeah. Like no one yeah. was expecting them to be here. Um, except I did think Shea had them making the playoffs. I had him third. So I had him so third. Big ups to you. Had yeah. a boy, Shea. 
Yeah, thank big you, thank you. Big big ups actually, to you, Shay. I I, I, I had, had I had him. LA outside the playoffs, so I might have had him wild card actually. Let me go middle check. Yeah, See, yeah. So that, that was a good call from Shay. Shay Shay had the the inside scoop, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> On what? Um, I, I don't know, man. But the L- hey, he just knew. He just knew. I, I had it on that, and I had it on uh, Raquel. I had it on Raquel. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Edmonton. I mean, then, uh, it's yeah, you know you, what? Edmonton, Edmonton. I just want to say this: Edmonton is literally like a couple points back of first place in Pacific. A shitty goaltending. If they just had Stuart Skinner up or any other goaltender in the league, this team would probably be top four in the conference. And that's all I gotta say. Just. Get a fucking goaltender next season. It really isn't that hard. And what I mean, I'm, playing I'm, sh- I don't get I'm honestly shocked. They're not playing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why they're not playing Skinner. It's weird because Woodcroft loves Skinner down in Baco. He obviously doesn't have a lot of say in the line decisions like right now. You know, defensively, I mean, obviously they need work. But, you know, Kulak's been a great addition. I, I've been really impressed with him. Ah, Kulak's um, been good for you. You know, Nurse has been really good this year. Um, not nine and a quarter million, but you know, I think he's worth around seven, seven and a half. You know, Bouchard's gonna have Bouchard's been great offensively. Defense struggles are there, but he's twenty two. He'll get rid of that. CC's been good. He's been fine. Um, you know, term's still a bit too much, but for the price point, I, I've actually been enjoying CC. And you know what, Tyson Berry for the last two weeks, he's still shit defensively, but at least he's producing. No, I we no, we do not allow Tyson <laughs> on this chat. No, no, Barry's such no. a nice guy though. He, he, has, a nice he guy. has caused me too much pain as a least. <laughs> I will not tolerate this. I will not tolerate it. No Tyson Berry compliments on this All podcast. Right. I All will right. not hear it. And Edmonton has. has three solid scoring lines. So you know, if the defense is just. Average and goaltending is average. They should be LA second round. They'll probably lose, but like you know, if they win around, I don't give a shit. Just do something in the playoffs, please. I'm, I'm just shocked that they just didn't bring another body in for goalie. Like they just they didn't yeah. even try just bring yeah. another guy. You know, like I thought. You know, like, I thought when got traded, get anyone. Kakinen got traded to be him. I was hoping on yeah. like holy shit, please get Kakinen or Reimer or anyone. Yeah. yeah, like just get another body in there, right? It doesn't have to be a world beater. It doesn't have to be a John Gibson. You don't have just to give someone. up a just... first round pick, a second round pick. Just put another body in there. If you put Mike Smith on waivers today, do you really think any team in the NHL is going to claim him? <laughs> no, no. That guy. no. no. <laughs> so, so, so you can waive Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen. It won't that you won't lose them, and you can call them back whenever you want. <laughs> Right, like those are two goalies <laughs> that nobody in the NHL wants right now. Like there is literally no cost for you to trade for a goalie at the deadline. Like you can't tell Holland me that you would not have Ken Holland, a third Let's round go. pick. Let's go. Like, you have a third round pick, but like I don't know, like Martin Jones. He's you know, not great, but he's, got, he's decent. They could have got Wedgwood. Wedgwood was anybody, like, bro. You could have taken Mrazek too. Fuck Mrazek. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck no, that contract. Nah, 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 no, nah, nah. no. Take Mrazek. Take Mrazek. <laughs> I would have rather, rather had Harry Satari, honestly. <laughs> bro, can we, okay, bro, that still pisses me off. Why does it... I still think that's dumb. I still think that's dumb how if you sign a guy in the middle of the season, then he has to waivers. clear waivers yeah, for you to sign him. I still that's think that's dumb. Like It makes sense to me if we call your roster spots are full. And like and like that's why we had to sit him down. But we literally waived Peter Morazic. We had an open goalie slot. I don't see why we couldn't just sign him and then just keep him on the team. Like I don't like that rule. Like I get it's the rule is consistent. I don't blame Arizona for taking him because he's, he's he's a good goalie. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, like 
I, like you can't blame them because like they're trying to like get assets, right? And maybe if Satari is good for them, like he can be a starter there for them, right? So like you know, so poverty. I just feel bad for him because he clearly signed with Toronto because he wanted to play with Toronto, and all of a sudden <laughs> he has to pack his bags and play in a college arena. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, I feel bad for the guy. That's an interesting point about that. You know, he could be a starter in Arizona because like you've seen guys like Velmelka just play so well there, and like you know, Arizona just has a knack for like finding decent goalies. Like Ranto, it was exceptional there. Kemper, no, um, you know, true. Wedgwood, Wedgwood there. Like he, like Wedgwood if you look at his there, previous yeah. games in Arizona, like he, he was facing 50 shots. He's, he, he kept saying like 45 of them. It's insane. Like there's some, I don't know who the goalie coach is down there, but like props to him. Like that's just. <sighs> the Leafs will hire him. The Leafs <laughs> will hire him and then, then their goalie problem will be solved. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Nashville. Um, it's, it's My take on yeah, you go. It's it's basically Forsberg, Yossi, and Saros carrying the yes. load. Duchesne, yeah. Duchesne's been good too, but like, you know, like there's still a lot of questions with that team, and like, you know, Rossi's yeah, not gonna like to hear this, but okay. I think that they, right now their success, early season success, was too much predicated on p- players overachieving for them. A like bit. they were riding a wave of younger guys or like or veterans that had had a couple of down years that people weren't really expecting to perform that well, and like a couple of them just started playing better. Like Matthew Shane for like a lot of this season was playing a lot better than he had the previous year or two, right? You know, yeah. Janot is a guy we talked about who was who was in the um the Calder conversation for a good couple of months, right? Like these are guys that you know people didn't necessarily see coming, and then they just overperformed. And got Nashville off that hot start, and you know, I just don't know how long those guys will be able to keep it up. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just looking at some of their stats. Like, you know, they they've really cooled down. Um, you know, like and once again, like if they're playing Calgary, I'd probably take Calgary in that matchup. But I don't know. Like Nashville does have histories about that does have a history about going deep in the playoffs, and you know they you know they are. They're more so a bit of a playoff field team if you look at the construction of their bottom six. But yeah, I mean, like, like recently they haven't been good. Um, you know, hopefully for Rossi's sake they start winning some games because they can find themselves out of a playoff spot by next game. Who knows? Like, you know, Dallas if Dallas wins, Vegas wins, they're out. So, you know, it's gonna Nashville needs to start winning some games. And you know, we already we touched on Vegas, and I mean Dallas. Like, you know, I I just think it's Jake Ottinger carrying them. That's it. Like he's been he exceptional. He has been damn good, and I don't uh, look. He's always been uh, has always had that potential to be damn good, and I think he's been good before. But like uh, to this extent, never. Um, it's good for him because he he's the only reason that they're at this point right now. At least I think. If you really think about it, if you really think about it, Dallas is just the anti Edmonton. A bit, yeah. Just all right, defense, right. no offense. All defense, no <laughs> offense, and they got uh out, this young goalie who's just playing out of his mind right now. Um, and like you know, like the thing with Dallas is just that, like this, like similar to um the situation with Calgary, it's like they gotta win like the next one or two years because man, Sagan is Sagan just hasn't been the same. Jo- yeah. uh, Jamie Ben is regressed. <clears throat> where you know, if you ask me. He's probably a third liner that they're playing point. in the top six. Radulov yeah. has looked about, terrible. I don't know what happened to Radulov, man. Terrible. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Yeah. Um, sucks, Klingberg's a guy who might not come back next year. You know what? There's yeah. some good pieces there. There's still Jacob. There, yeah, I mean, J- uh, Jason Robertson, exceptional. Oh. 
Rupe and Rupe Hintz as well has been Jacob Pedersen is great. great. Mira Heiskin, that 2017 draft. Hintz, Hintz is incredible as long as he stays guys. on the ice. Hintz is incredible as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, I think he was last season. Guys. He, was, he was getting hurt, bro. Hmm. Like um, They clearly have those offensive guys. It's just weird they're not able to score. Yeah, I, like... Giryanov, bro. Like, I was just gonna say, like, what, happened, what happened to Giryanov? He's been struggling this year. He's like, like last season and the year before that, like he was playing. He was like one of those guys that you were like, oh, like, like it's okay if Radulov regresses because a guy like Giryanov can just step in on that top six lines and, and be the goal scorer. And and he's just he just can't find the back of the net right now. It, he's it's always weird. been a guy. He's always been the guy, especially when he was drafted. Like, has the talent to be like a twenty goal scorer, thirty goal scorer, but nothing more. Not really much of a playmaker or anything. Just a pure scorer. Yeah, but he has been struggling this year. Right. So holy shit, Ragnarok has twenty one points. I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. Ragnarok's yeah. been bad. Ragnarok's been so bad. Um. Jamie Ben hasn't been inspiring. Like they're just they're just an aging team with but, some of their big contracts just aging. You know, Joe Pavelski though he's been playing well. Oh, Pavelski's been yeah, he's been really extension. good. He came out of yeah. nowhere too. He's so old. Yeah, he's like thirty eight. I think his best season today. Oh, yeah, I was expecting him to start regressing too, but I'm like nah, nah, this man's aging like fine wine. This guy's having a Tom yeah. Brady type tail end to his career. You know, and, what I mean? uh, how, man's playing up career highs. How much uh, due to? Uh, Ben and Sagan struggles are due to uh, Rick Bonus because under Montgomery they they were amazing. You know, Radulov, all those guys were like point per game guys, and like ever since Bonus took over, you know, they their numbers have not been the same since. You know, like yeah. I think coaching does take an effect. I mean, you know, Jamie Ben's also, I mean, thirty four or whatever. He's he, you know, he's a hard hitter, power four, so yeah. he's expected to regress. Like. I mean, I think yeah. Sagan definitely took a hit due to Sagan's the big one. I agree. Sagan yeah. and Guryanov, I think, are the two that have really suffered and um, under the new coaching staff. That's what happens a lot of the time when you exchange uh, uh, a coach that's in for these offensive guys into someone who likes to play a system. And a lot of players can't conform to a system; they're meant to, you know, just be free, and that yeah. works with their talent and stuff. And uh, a lot of times, it's not even just changing your head coach because you want to keep the defensive system. It's obviously working for Dallas to an extent. Um, like they have the tools there, maybe just bring in an assistant coach who can help them out. I, I really don't know, uh, but that's the thing that happens sometimes where you you exchange a system for letting your talented players do their thing. I just I will say, Dallas is like Dallas, Nashville, and Vegas, like. None of those three teams, if I'm like a one or two seed, I don't like if I'm a one seed, if I'm Calgary or Colorado, whoever's the one seed, I'm gonna be honest, I don't want to play any of those three teams. That's good. Point. I would rather I would rather play a team that can score in bunches but can't play a lick of defense than a team that can bunker down and shut you down, right? Like, because with yeah. those teams, it only takes one goal for them. I mean it, like true. Dallas only needs one goal. I mean, especially in Colorado's case, they lost to Vegas and Dallas in the last two years. Yeah, um, yeah. They lost right. to Vegas that. last year. They lost to Dallas in twenty twenty. Um, you know, that's a good point. Like, you know, there's always like one surprising team that makes a run in the in you know in you know in the playoffs. You got Montreal. You got Dallas. St. Louis was a bit surprising. Um, you know, they were uh, riding a hot goalie. So yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, Vegas. Surprising, obviously. Nashville, surprising. San Jose's surprising. Like you know, who knows? Maybe 
maybe Nashville or Dallas gets into the playoffs and they go on another run. Who knows? Yeah, because here's the thing: they have the tools. Like I said, they have the tools. It's just it's kind of it's it's about bringing them to life. And who knows? Maybe a playoff environment can do that. But uh, if they were to keep on going the way they are right now, I don't know if this. I don't just know if like offensive. I don't want to say it's less important in the playoffs, but like it, it's there's less of a value put on it than. It's it. less important in the playoffs. The Leafs have proven that over and over again. <laughs> Offense doesn't mean anything in the playoffs, especially when you play Boston, because all of a sudden, oh, a cross check is not a cross check anymore. A slew foot <laughs> yeah. is not a slew foot anymore. It's you can true. interfere. You can slash. It's honestly oh, horrible. Okay. I'm just not like a salty Leafs fan. Mm-hmm. I sound like a salty Leafs fan. Okay, no, I'm but sorry. like I'm sorry. But like, I know. Like, I don't want to sound entitled or anything because the team's playing amazing. But man, these refs. Actually, kind of bad. Been, the refing has been bad for the past month or so. It's been so bad. Like I want to <laughs> say, it's just against the Leafs, but it's not. It's not. It's, not. it's not. it's not. It's not. Like I'm looking like all these clips on YouTube because obviously I can't watch every game. Um, but like there are so many comically bad calls that are being made. Like you see the the Brad Marchand hit today Bro, on on Damn. on Andrew Peak. Yeah. Like yeah. like 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 I hate it when like a guy does something in a game, and then he's gonna get suspended for it. After the game, but nothing happens during the game. Yeah, because like, yeah, how is players. that not a hit to the head? Yeah, it's, right. It's, like, like I get the game's fast, but come on, I did my ref training, and uh, even I could see this. I'm freaking 16. Come on, uh, like, yeah. like game, the game management like has to stop. And like Steve Dangle made this point after the Leafs and Winnipeg Jets game, where it's just like, oh, like game management. You know, like if you know if Toronto has you know four power, like eight power plays, and you know and Winnipeg only has two power plays, you know people would perceive that as the Leafs having an unfair advantage. And my kind of perspective is no, that's just them showing what the tail of the game was that Minnesota can't keep up. Right? Like, if anything, it's an unfair advantage to the team that's not getting penalized. Yeah. For Because they can just hold and slash and trip and get away with it, even though they're the worst team or the slower team. Right? Because, let's be honest. If you're the faster team, the more skilled team, the better team, you're not going to go out and start hooking other players, hooking the other team and taking penalties because you don't need to. Right? If you're taking these kinds of penalties, it's because you know you have to. You have to kind of, you have to to keep up with the player. And it just it irks me. It irks me not just for the Leafs, but across the league because I like some consistency. Um, and like this is every year why I kind of don't like watching the playoffs because it's terrible for my blood pressure. I'll watch a play happen and I'll be like, that's a penalty, and it won't get called. And then I go, that's a penalty, and it won't get called. And then Mitch Marner will flip the puck over the glass, and I'll just go, oh, (laughs) my God, of all penalties. Of course, this is the one that we can't sneak under the table and hide under the rug. Bro, by the way, how do the Leafs keep on managing to do this kind of stuff? They They always manage to get too many of the ice penalties. I swear they do, like, once every week, and it pisses me off every time. And then the puck over the glass. Like, it's insane. Why do you keep on doing that? Anyways, the, that's just my pet. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, do you want you guys want, want to touch on what Winnipeg maybe a little bit? We got some time. Yeah, we'll, oh we'll, we'll, touch on, we'll touch on Winnipeg. God, sure, bro. <laughs> These guys piss me off. I, I, I hate Winnipeg. Can I, can I just, I, like, I don't even want to be, like, that guy, that least fan. But, like, I hate Winnipeg, bro. They deserve like, it. Pure Luke Dubois, like, 
I would be totally fine if I never saw him again in a Le- in a Leafs game. Like I would I would not mind if Toronto just never had to play Winnipeg again in in like the rest of the franchise's history. Like Pierre Luc Dubois pisses me off. Like like did you do you guys see that hit he put on Alex Kerfoot? Yeah, that was, that was two inches away from from being. Oh, we lost Kasha and Kerfoot. If Kerfoot got hurt on that play, I would have been so angry. Like, and it wouldn't like, have got called, and, and, by the way. No call. No call. Yeah, yeah. Were you surprised when they didn't call a penalty on that? Right? <laughs> and then the last time we played Winnipeg, where he was ragdolling Austin Matthews in the middle of a play. The puck's in the lead, in the in the Winnipeg Jets end, and Pierre Luke Dubois just manhandling our 50-goal heart candidate player. And, and somehow they, they get matching penalties. Bro. Where, where did Austin Matthews take a penalty on that play? I still don't get it. The best player in the NHL. That is the face of the league right now at this moment. That is the face of the league. And how can you just let him get manhandled like that and then give him the punishment? And still, and like, I get, for, first of all, he deserved the suspension. That that was a cross-check to the head. But the thing is, the, the, something, uh, was it Pasternak who should have got suspended? No, it wasn't. It was, no, the guy who uh, we caught, Vili Hinola. Ah. First, ga- uh, first game against the Leafs, right? Michael Bunting's driving to the net. Cross-check to the back of the head right into the net. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, you can't make this. You can't make this up. And the thing is, like, Vili Hinola isn't even a guy who was at the last Leafs game or the game before or the or last season when when Rasmus Sandin had the reverse hit on Blake Wheeler. He wasn't even on the team then. Why are you mad? Why are you cross-checking people <laughs> in the back of the head? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I like Vili Hinola too. He's a good player. Like, why? Why are you doing this? And don't even get me started on Neil Pion. Neil Pion. <laughs> I need to need him yeah. or Rasmus Sandin. Like, he's oh. like really one of our best players. We, we, we what? We missed him for like three weeks. Right, we had we had to play like Justin Hall and Travis Dermott on, oh. on our bottom pair because like our one of our best young defensemen was out because of a knee injury. And like you know, like I mean, don't even don't even get me started on Logan Stanley, bro. Logan oh, Stanley God, gets into it with Wayne Simmons at the end of a game at the end of the, the two games ago, right? And he was getting into it with Wayne Simmons. The ref separates them, and he just starts like throwing his hands up and trying to rile up the crowd. Like he did something like, "Whoa, yeah. you." You're <laughs> by a guy who's literally five inches shorter than you, right? And what do you call it? you got you the ref got in between, so you got saved by the ref, right? And uh, now you're trying to hype up the crowd. Like, I'm so glad, y'all. I'm so glad the least slapped Winnipeg this last game. This was a, that was Steve was right. That was a must win game. And if Toronto lost that game. I would I would have been more upset like than any of the game seven that we lost in the past. And let me tell like, you, bulletin more material too, bro. Let me tell you, Kyle Clifford is actually the most useless piece of crap player in the NHL. He's so bad. You are only there. You are only there because you are big and you are fat and you can punch people. Okay, so do it. I I feel do the it. same exactly as Cassian. Don't worry. Oh my god. I was like I was like oh. I was like, and, and don't even get me started. This is, this is like, we call it, I, I, this is why I don't like NHL Twitter, bro. Like, what do you call it? Like, Wayne Simmons, what do you call it? Wayne Simmons and uh, who we call it? Lowry, right? Wanted to fight. And there was this one Winnipeg's Jets guy who was like, oh, Lowry wanted to fight. Simmons looks like he, like, pussied out. I'm like, no, we're winning. We're beating you by two goals with, like, three minutes left in the game. Wayne Simmons is not going to fight you and give you a reason to get any momentum. No, we're winning. You can't hang. Oh if you want to fight him, catch up first. Give him a reason to fight you. And then we score, of course, we, of course we score like two more goals. And then Wayne, and then Wayne wants to fight him. But then, like this is what, this is another thing I have a gripe against the refs, right? Why is it every time when two players both want to fight, the ref goes, "Nah, I'm gonna separate you two. But when one player, like Pierre Luc Dubois, starts manhandling our superstar, the ref is like, "Oh." 
What's that happening over there? Oh, Austin Matthews is getting manhandled and and, and getting face washed and 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 getting his jersey tucked over his head by Fearless Dubois. That seems normal to me. Oh, you know what? That should be penalties for both of them. <laughs> they don't bring that. They don't break that one up. But when Wayne Simmons and Al Lowry want to drop the gloves, it's like, nah, 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 y'all can't fight. Y'all can't fight. And let's not, not forget. Let's not forget when freaking Taylor Hall. Suck a punch, Lubushkin in the back of the head, bro. That is literally in the rules. It's literally written down. I can read. I saw that in the rule book. That's a penalty. Kick him off the ice. Give him a suspension. Like, like but like, nah. like, I wasn't like most of these fans where it was like, oh, like, that's a Bertuzzi Jr., right? Like, I'm saying, like, no. Like, he probably just caught him in a bad spot. Like, Lubushkin's had head injuries in the in the past. Like, you know, it probably wasn't like that hard. You know, he was probably trying to like give him a little bit. But it's a sucker punch. It's the very definition of a sucker punch. He shouldn't have played the rest of the game. And for that reason alone, I wanted a one game suspension. Not because I think Taylor Hall deserved extra punishment for what he did, but because the officials got the call wrong on the ice. Taylor Hall should not have played the last two thirds of that game, and he was on the ice for those two thirds. He shouldn't have been. He only served a minor. He should have gone game misconduct. Because of that, it should transfer over. He should get one game from that. And here's nope. the thing. Like Justified. Like, like you mentioned before, Taylor Hall, he could have switched. The, he's a good player. He could have switched. Uh, he could have completely swung the, uh, the, the. I don't know what the word is. Moments for the game, okay? And he. And oh, yet yeah. he's still in there, right? This is what. Uh, this is what. Uh, oh, God damn it. This is what Ryan meant when he said that. Uh, sure, the, the Leafs probably got more power that game, right? I'm going to take a guess. They did. Um, but they. It should have been more. Because uh, if Boston got away with that and Taylor Hall got like a hat trick, like that yeah, completely like, switched the, the way the game went. And like, I don't want to like harp on the refs too much because every team can have a really. I just feel like it, it, this whole point is about Winnipeg. I hate Winnipeg, okay? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just all I want to say. I don't like any single player on Winnipeg. Carl like, <laughs> Hellebuck think... is fine, but I don't like him because there were a couple games uh, last year, a couple years ago, where like he was just an absolute amazing goalie and we lost games because of him. So I don't like him because of that, okay? Neil Pionk, need Rasmus Sandin. I just think he's like, he's just like one of those cheap players, you know? Like, something about him just rubs me the wrong way. Josh Morrissey is a boss. I hate you. You're not a good player. <laughs> you're like a top Definitely 10 pick, can. and you, you, you literally, you're, you're literally barely a top pair defenseman. You wouldn't be if you were on a good team, but miss, but Winnipeg sucks, and that's the only reason you're playing on the top pair. Brandon Dillon, Kyle Clifford beat you up, okay? That's all you need to know. And he sucks, so you suck too. Don't, <laughs> Stanley, don't even get me started on you. You're bad as well. Nate Schmidt, you can't stay healthy. Don't talk to me. Okay? <laughs> like, like, these players suck. These players I think, suck. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great place. I think, Sakam, I think you might have cured my cold right now. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great place to end it there. Oh, great place. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and the little bit of a rant by the Leafs fans on Boston and Winnipeg. By the way, Winnipeg, uh, suck my balls. Wow. <laughs> Wow! We'll see you guys probably later this month when it comes to playoff time. Maybe a couple more standing updates here and there. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching. See you guys next time.